in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them touching suckers like the fucking players. The Bucks beat the Lakers yesterday. Giannis had 47 points. Uh, the Bucks have been hanging out in like the around 500 in the East. They haven't gotten off to a good start, but Giannis with a little bit of a reminder of, hey, I'm really good. Won an NBA title uh, just a couple of months ago. But I want to talk about the Lakers. LeBron could return tomorrow. Uh, he's missed basically two weeks now. But the Lakers are 8-8. Eight and eight. They have had the fourth easiest strength of schedule so far this season by basketball reference. Again, they've played quite a while now without LeBron James. But here's my question. Anthony Davis is averaging 24 and 10, and he's shooting 51% from the floor. His stats are good. Shouldn't we expect more in terms of actually leading a team to a win out of Anthony Davis? Isn't the whole point of having a big two or a big three is that when one of them is out for a extended period of time the other ones can pick up the slack and win games all right i'm gonna come back i watched every minute of this game with my son he's a huge laker fan and he asked me a question and i said no um and watching anthony davis the last few years he said is anthony davis a superstar or a star and i actually said he's a star i don't think anthony davis is a superstar i think Giannis, steph curry lebron um maybe luca i think there are superstars I don't put Anthony Davis one because he gets injured a lot. He's just he's just, he's got a body that falls apart. And two, from what you're saying, I think if he was with LeBron out, he would be doing more. Oh, I was going to say that the exact the exact thing is the difference between a superstar and a star is when a superstar like well, why isn't he willing his team right. to victory? I I don't see Anthony Davis get no. that criticism very I think, often. I think the superstar is out of the pass where LeBron at 38, right, yes. LeBron should have put the team on his back. Yeah. And that, and that to me is sort of the question about like narrative of players is that LeBron James, like if Anthony Davis was out and LeBron James was playing, you know, with Westbrook and everybody else and they were eight and eight or whatever, we LeBron would be getting criticized Absolutely. quite a bit for how bad they are. But with LeBron out and Anthony Davis there, we turn and say, well, LeBron's out. Right. And here's, right. And again, this is like very, Anthony's doing his best. This is very like surface level analysis, but the Pelicans never did anything with Anthony Davis. Right. They didn't do anything right. with like nothing at all with Anthony Davis. And, you know, again, is he he's not LeBron James. I'm aware of that. LeBron carried terrible Cleveland teams to the NBA finals yeah. when he was like 21 years old right. or however old he was right Anthony Davis like did they even make the playoffs what I think they had one playoff appearance in New Orleans like how, like if you are again if we're doing the superstar versus star tier, right. you carry that team you, you should be a, you should be able to at least make the playoffs right. on a regular basis and help win a series maybe so I just again he's really good and he's probably a really good number two as long as LeBron's there. It's just, it's weird the narrative doesn't get shifted onto Anthony Davis. Much like it would LeBron. If they're eight, right. and, like you said, if they're eight and eight with LeBron, we're ripping LeBron. Right. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just weird to me that like you would think, hey, the whole point of having these two is, oh, look, LeBron's if one out. One goes out. 
Anthony other, Davis can carry him. us yeah. for a little bit. And it's and again, he's got great numbers, but they just for whatever reason, like in New Orleans, it doesn't really translate to many wins. Uh uh, we'll see. All right. This was I, I still don't know that I can get over this. Michigan State is working on an extension to sign Mel Tucker, their football coach, to a 10-year deal worth $95 million. Now, remember, we thought it was absurd that John Gruden got a 10-year deal worth $100 million. That was the NFL, and that was at least, even though it had been a very long time, he had won a Super Bowl before. Mel Tucker, this is his third year as a Division I head coach. He was 2-5 and five last season. Michigan State went two and five. I know it was a COVID year. This year they're nine and one. But does anybody know if Mel Tucker's actually no. a good coach? No. Well, he got spring training ball. That's you know that's important. <laughs> Wasn't the fan base at Colorado upset? Well, he when, left Colorado. He after left one Colorado year. after one yeah, I think year. They went five and seven or something. And they thought he was you know oh man, but then he goes and he goes two and five. And like well maybe we shouldn't have been so upset. No. Well, I don't, I don't understand $95 million for Mel Tucker. I don't even, like you said, I don't even know if he can go. Right, so here's the thing. like you, I, If you're Michigan State, you might be sitting there saying, all right, we believe Mel, you Mel Tucker's the real him. deal. Right, but 10 years, yeah. $95 million? That That is insane. Like, that is unbelievable that he would get that big of a contract when he's had, again, this is his third year as a head coach, and I think this is the first time he's ever been above 500. Just it's it's a beautiful example in comparison of Power Fives that they would have ninety five million to Are invest we sure in a they coach. Can afford it? Well, well <laughs> we know who they can afford it more than. Uh, I I do wonder. I do wonder how much this is. Hey, we believe in Mel Tucker, and how much Mel Tucker and his agent were able to leverage. Well, SC USC is open, or you know, Texas but, might be open. I do wonder how much of that played into this, and maybe Michigan State just got scared and said, "Okay." But can't you get scared at like twenty million? <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he's a, he's a Big Ten coach, and they're nine and one, and you know, they I guess if they win out, there's a chance. So you're telling me he's making five six million a year? I don't even know how much Saban makes. I think it's right around ten million. I okay, think, to be honest with you, but he all he does is win national right. championships. He's making ten million and probably has never had to make his own house payment. Oh, oh no, yeah, he's never had to pay <laughs> for helps. anything in this in the state. But I mean, he he's done everything. Yeah. Greatest college coach ever, and and Mel Tucker is going to make like what five hundred thousand less than him. Uh, so cor- according to AL.com, Nick Saban makes nine point seven five million <laughs> so- a year. Mel Tucker's going to be right in the neighborhood. Uh, Ed Ogeron was second going into this year at 9.01. So this would make Mel, Tuck- Mel Tucker the second highest paid coach in college football. That's which amazing. Is insanity. It's, I mean, hey. I don't know who his agent is, but golf clap yeah. for that guy. I mean, good <laughs> for him. The only thing. Okay. If you're Michigan State, there has to be a massive buyout in this deal. That if Mel Tucker leaves, he's got to pay you like. 95 million dollars or something like that like there has to be a huge buyout if mel tucker leaves that's and even then it doesn't make sense but that's the only way you could maybe salvage this is to hey if this guy is great and he goes to usc at least we're getting 40 million dollars okay so i'll go back to what i think you said about verlander the other day in terms of you didn't care how much he wanted but you just cared about term 
If you want to give him $9 million a year, that's fine. Why would you give him 10 years? Yeah, the 10 years is I mean, that's absurd. stupid. Just, if you want to give him $9 million, do it for three years. Yeah. He's not going to take $27 million yeah. to be the coach at Michigan State. Yeah, unless unless on the other on the Michigan State buyout side where if they fire him for whatever reason, like uh, the second half of that he doesn't get or something. I don't right. know. There's got to be some clauses in there because otherwise, if you're committed to $10, 95000000 million, that's Who are the border regions in East Lansing? <laughs> well, I guess that's always the part that's confusing to me because isn't this a public university? Did he just become the highest paid employee of the state of Michigan? Oh, I got to wait yeah. for a break and go over and run over and ask Clay Baker, the Michigan State alum. Well, what true. are you guys doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I can't tell you that. Just ask Clay if he's already gotten a little thing in the uh, mail. <laughs> Do you want to donate? <laughs> Do you want to donate? <laughs> His phone's been ringing nonstop. <laughs> We're hiring a, we're giving them 95 million. We need your money, Clay. Okay, so this this is this is completely like off topic, but every single time I have ever been completely trashed at a bar and like trying to like get an Uber home is right when Rebel Ringers pops up on my on my phone and I'm like, "All right, you guys know what you're doing. You're attacking when I'm not least prepared." Next question. Matt Stafford's wife oh. threw a pretzel at a 49ers fan. Love this. More of this, please. Love this. Wasted a pretzel. How come she didn't get kicked out, though? She Don't got escorted to a different part of the uh, stadium. Um, Kick her out. Well... Don't all the wives and girlfriends sit together? I'm actually, I'm actually surprised if she sat with all the wives and girlfriends and they kind of knew who she was, that she was moved at all. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't like just give her a new pretzel and say, "Mrs. Stafford, we're very sorry this happened." So she said that what there was somebody that was trash talking them, blah blah blah. Um, do you think the 49er fan that was trash talking her that she threw the pretzel at knew that it was Matt Stafford's wife? Okay, I'm gonna say the 49er fan didn't know, but that the that's why I'm surprised. But that the team knew if she was sitting in the area with the wives and the girlfriends. I don't know if the fan knew who she was. Specifically, curious. maybe she, maybe they thought they were with you know girlfriends or wives of the fans, but him specifically that that was his wife specifically. Well, there's a slight uh, chance she was wearing Stafford stuff. Like true, Forty Nine er fan could have been sitting there being like, "All right, there's like 25 women here. They're all wearing a different right. jersey of somebody. Oh, that's probably all the wives and girlfriends. Hey, there's Matt Stafford's wife. I'm going to yell at her. And Where did get... they move her to? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> she probably got upgraded to like the owner's suite. <laughs> like, I mean, she got, a better, we, she got a better vantage point. Yeah, to throw more why, by the way, why, is it, why, isn't, why isn't she sitting with Kronk anyway? She's Matt Stafford's wife. Why isn't she up in some suite? Why are they in the stand? She probably made the mistake of sitting with Kronky once and was like, oh my God, you're the most boring man in the world. <laughs> so you know what needs to happen next? The next Rams game, they need to invite Kelly Stafford onto the field to throw pretzels into the crowd for fans. Like instead of t-shirts or yes. a hot dog gun, have make her it, throw pretzels. Yeah, That'd that's, be great. Yeah, during a pandemic. Wow, sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. The Big 12 has suspended Texas Tech's radio announcers and gave them a public reprimand. Apparently, they criticized the referees. Uh, one of the lines was, I'll say it right now, the Big 12 does not want Iowa State to lose this game. Osselberger? Um, wrong sport, but who... Okay, question. Who pays these guys? 
I think that's a big key. Like Learfield, like one I mean, of those if it's here, companies. Yeah. I mean, here at UNLV, there's a third party Learfield. Yes, that's it's third between party. It's not, UNLV it's not and the, the broadcasters. So I don't know exactly how it's set up in Texas Tech. But the conference isn't paying them. No, they are not. So that is that is interesting that they could be that the conference can suspend radio announcers. I had no problem with what they said. I might have drawn the line to talk about putting the names out there as the. Uh, they the did official. list off. They the listed every names. one of their names. Yeah. Um. I have. I might have a problem with that. What they said about the officials. They're not getting paid by the conference. I have no problem with this. Right. Saying. So my question is this game, if this game is on, let's just say, what I don't know what TV channel is on. If it's on FS1 or whatever, if the FS1 television announcers criticize the refs like that, does the Big 12 like come in and try to suspend them? Great point. If they come in and get the national guys? I mean, can, well, I mean, they even do that? It's. I, it, I mean, that would be more of a laughing back at the Big 12. Like, right. Yeah, try exactly. that. It's not happening. So, I, I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating to me that you have that suspension or that type well, of punishment. And that's why I asked you, Peyton, because Bowlesby, part of Bowlesby's comment was they have to adhere to the standards of the school when it comes to criticizing officials. So, the school must have something to do with paying them. He's not going to just say that if he doesn't know it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe and they maybe they do. Like maybe they're considered uh, yeah. employees. Yeah, an employee of the school. What are you looking up, Jared? Oh, I'm 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 trying to find O. Ed Malloy. Yeah, well, the, I can't seem to find it. Like I don't understand how that's not in our system. Seven what? people know what you're talking about. Okay, it's one I of the most famous calling out the refs in sports history. I, seven people know what you're All talking right, about. All right, never mind that. But uh, I am one of them. But you're right. It's very good audio. But I, it's just it's interesting, the idea that the, that the conference can come in and suspend and publicly reprimand what we're assuming is effectively a third party That's what I thought. I thought they're all put third parties. But maybe they're not. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Did they sign some sort of contract and agreement to say, hey, I'm, I will not criticize the ref. Did I will you not get paid assume- when you did soccer? Uh, yes, by UNLV. Uh, and I did get publicly rep- or privately reprimanded by the Mountain West once. By the Mountain West? Yeah. For criticizing officials? No, for calling their football scheduling dumb. While you were on the air? No, I tweeted it. Oh. I've got to I've got to be <laughs> I've got to be honest with you though. How can they reprimand you for that? Yeah, they just they just did. They were like, "Oh, you're calling soccer games on the Mountain West Network were... Oh, you were on the Mountain West Network. No, I did not say it on the Mountain West Network. No, but that's where you called games? Yes, that's where I called games. Granted, the Mountain West did not... UNLV paid me like 50 bucks a game. Right. So it was not the Mountain West paying me to do that. But they said, hey, you can't criticize. We're privately reprimanding you. Wow. Yeah. Did they block you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you notice uh, no, he no longer all, does soccer games. They all followed me to make sure I didn't say anything else dumb or else they were going to try to, I don't know, fire me or something. I have found oh, Ed Malloy. Right, play it so maybe 19 people will know what's happening. Okay. By two, 198 inbound to Love on the left side with one dribble. goes up for the shot. It's blocked by Marion. The ball comes into the arms of Dalibert. The horn sounds and the ball game is over. The Timberwolves are screaming for a foul. There was none called. Rubio off to Love. Oh, that's a foul! Love moved to his left on Marion. Sean had his hand out. He went right across the arm of Love. That is unbelievable. Referees are booed as they go off the floor. 
brutal. David Guthrie is right there. He didn't have the guts to call it. Also, go <laughs> <No>, Ed Malloy. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's if you're gonna call out the refs, you gotta do it. Then. Wow, I had not heard that. Oh, it's great. It's like. 10 years old at this point. I mean, Kevin, Kevin Love on yeah. the Timberwolves. Yeah, it was Kevin Love highlight from the T-Wolves. It's it's great. And I imagine the Big 12 would have tried to get that guy kicked out of the league for life. Like, oh, no. Bowlesby would have just destroyed the, that guy. The, the uh, One of the most underrated lines is, he's standing there. He doesn't have the guts to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next, Gold Knights. Hey, we got a COVID issue. I'll look ahead, down the middle for Smith, had to fake around Myers, oh, in front, they score! Marshall a giveaway by the Canucks. Myers and Demko both went for the puck, neither got it. Marshall did, two goals today. The extra point is good, seven to four, Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. What happened during the break here? Well, first of all, I did go over to Clay and stuck my head in and said, wait a minute, Mel Tucker, 90-whatever million for 10 years? He looks at me and goes, that guy was the worst coach in America last year. <laughs> he goes, now we're giving the guy $100 Whoa. million. Dollars. He, goes, he goes, I cannot answer this. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, come on. not he, Worst coach in the Power Five. East yes. of the Mississippi. Oh. Like, good. don't take yeah. away. UNLV good. doesn't get a lot of recognition. Good call. All right, why do you have hot chocolate and I, I don't? What a wonderful gift. Okay, so basically what happened was I got a text message from Kira. at Kira is our receptionist who sometimes works on like different games here in the studio. I don't know why I feel the need to explain this. Anyway, hey, I've got an uh, extra peppermint hot chocolate. Would Ed or Tyler want it? And I was like... Ed, definitely, definitely, Ed. Go it's, with Ed. It's the uh, it's the order. It's it's awesome. What are you mad at? I'm perfectly fine with uh, with this explanation. <laughs> I was not aware. I was under the impression she just bought you a drink, and not me. Well, I however it came, I'm very appreciative of. Kara. I would not want peppermint hot chocolate, so I'm perfectly fine with you getting the peppermint hot chocolate. Do you go to Starbucks? No. Oh. We we've had this discussion uh, multiple this, times. That he doesn't go to Starbucks. It's he. It's not that he doesn't go. It's the girlfriend goes, and if he's there, he's like, "Get me a chocolate milkshake, please." Like one of those frappuccinos. Yeah. Like you want the you want the like the chocolate stuff. Yeah, she'll order me something every now and then. I don't know what any of them are called, but she'll order me something every now and then. Be like, you might like this. But your girlfriend goes to Starbucks all, all the time. Okay, all the time. Right. And I actually had to stop and pick her up Starbucks on the way home the other day. Nightmare. Nightmare. You go through the drive thru uh, and you order the drink. Oh my God. Fortunately, no, no, it wasn't. She texted you the drink, obviously. No, no. She has the app. She actually ordered it right. ahead of time and I just told him her name and picked it up. The nightmare is how long the damn star line, Starbucks line takes. Oh, because you have to go in? No, I have oh, to drive through and it drive-thru? took forever. Like, what are you people ordering? Yeah. Well, they're way. ordering, give us your drink order. It's a long time. It's, it's a unbelievable. Long time. Ed, Ed's. <laughs> Ed has, Ed's drink order has what, like four substitutions, and you're adding a Java chip? Uh, grande non-fat hot chocolate with peppermint and whip. Oh, okay. not bad. That's not bad. Now we get into the frappuccinos. It's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. What's that's the one we? That's want to the hear. one we want. Grande uh, caramel crunch frappuccino with j- blended Java chips, whip extra drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> Having never worked 
out of Starbucks, you sound like the worst. <laughs> oh, not no. even close. Dude, I've heard some orders at Starbucks that I don't know how they keep track of. I no. ge- I've genuinely, like, considered, like, not dating a girl anymore because she sent me her Starbucks order, and I read it, and I went, this is, if they if they had made this how we launched nukes, we would never yes, have an issue I'm, because nobody could follow I'm this tame. logic. I'm tame. Would you have done the other day, which Starbucks does a lot, um, pay it forward? Probably. Okay. All right. I might have been like your wife and asked how much is the car behind me. Okay. Because, like, listen, I got in line at Starbucks to pick up this drink two days ago, and the car that in front of me. your girlfriend had already paid for anyway. Yeah, she already paid for it, but the car in front of me. Was forever. Got like 15 drinks. They and just food. kept handing them stuff yes. through the and window. Food. Yeah. I'm like, how many people oh. are in this truck? I, I don't know if they're a sponsor, but dear God, stop eating at Starbucks. I don't know who these yeah. people are. A lot of croissants, a lot of muffins, a lot of protein boxes. Yeah. Well, I do get the protein. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, is, what, is, what are they called? My girlfriend gets the little cake uh, suckers, cake pops. Oh, yeah. Kids love those. I don't know what they are, but cake they're, they're, they're cake just pops. cake on they're a like stick. They're like cake on yeah. a stick with frosting on the outside. Yeah, she yeah. gets those a lot. Okay. All right. I just don't understand the idea of, oh, I'm going to get a breakfast sandwich at Starbucks. It's going to be three times more expensive than, say, going to McDonald's, and it'll be about the same quality. Yeah, it'll be the same quality. They don't have McGriddles at Starbucks either. No. McGriddles. Are you an Egg McMuffin guy? No. No. McGriddles. McGriddles. Oh, I was going to say, you know what Egg McMuffin was no. today? 63 oh, cents? Oh, really cent. cheap. Yeah. If you did it off the app. I, I've never had one, but if you did it off the app, then it was 63 you've cents. You've never had an app or you've never had a McMuffin? Never had a McMuffin. I've never had that. You're not missing a whole lot. No. But really? You've never had a McMuffin? Never. Be, I've never been to there for breakfast. I've been there, obviously, for like burgers and stuff. What? <laughs> You've never been to McDonald's for breakfast? I don't eat breakfast. Well, except these when I get free peppermint <laughs> on chocolate. <laughs> when I get free peppermint on Well, you see me do the coffee drink. That's pretty yeah. much it. I kind of stop there. I don't like When's I, your first meal of the day? Real meal when I leave here. So you will eat at like 10 I mean, yeah, there's days I'll have a banana, but I'm not like sure. sitting down and saying, "Hey, I need the eggs, bacon, toast." Like if I if that ever happens, it's after a COVID test, and Willie Ramirez says, "Let's go get breakfast," <laughs> and because we have nine and a half hours before um, before we actually have the Raiders come in and talk. But on a daily basis, the most it will be will be a banana and a coffee drink. Because I am starving if I don't. You eat bring something. in like Chick Fil A yes, stuff. I am yes. starving if I don't eat something. No. Okay. In the morning. All right. Like if I like if I don't eat something in the morning when we're off the air, I am starving. But your Chick Fil A opens like at six a.m. Yeah, I, I don't go to Chick Fil A before the show because there's not one. Well, you go somewhere. I go to you McDonald's and oh, Einstein's. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, okay. But I told you they're putting Chick Fil A right on Flamingo. Yes. Right. And what time does Chick Fil A open? Uh, six o'clock, I think. But yeah, I told you we're getting that delivered. I mean, I'm getting that delivered. No, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not getting you guys food. I, Definitely uh, not getting Kira food either. Because where's my <laughs> hot chocolate from Starbucks? <laughs> so yeah, didn't think of me. Pay it forward. Yeah, I didn't get it. But nobody <laughs> paid it forward to me. That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm telling you, she I'm paid it to forward pay it to forward. me, and the best kind of right. pay it forward was she paid it forward to me, and I didn't have to give anyone money for anything. Ridiculous, unbelievable. Yeah, good golden knights. All right, coming up next, who are we talking to next? Darren <laughs> Millard. The hell is Darren Millard? Unbelievable, unbelievable that he's stiffing us. I saw him the other day at the uh, media availability. See, he's all chipper. He's all usually chipper at those things, um, waving at people, talking, asking questions. 
Unbelievable. What did he cancel media availability too? <laughs> maybe he's the one. Maybe he's the reason they've canceled media availability. I, I will say he may be in a meeting right now where he's like, <laughs> "Come on." Okay, I got it, but at the same, I'm, I'm trying to give him at least some benefit of the doubt. All right, so here's what we got with the Golden Knights. Michael Amadio was placed on the COVID list yesterday. That is the Who? third Golden Knights after Will Carrier and Jonathan Marcheseau. The Golden Knights canceled media availability yesterday after Amadio was placed on the COVID list. They also canceled morning skate and media availability today. They played the Detroit Red Wings tonight. Um, supposedly supposedly is a good way to put that how worried should we be that they're having an outbreak right now i think they're worried they're about to have an outbreak they they don't usually i okay media availability yesterday another guy test positive maybe like hey we need to get everybody tested before we talk about this but a second straight day i think they're worried there's going to be an outbreak and it's going to be one after the other after the other in terms of guys testing positive here um I can't believe they canceled it after Michael Amadio because I'm not sure DeBoer knows who he is. Now, he knew who Marcia Stone and Carrier were, but if the, once Amadio went on the list, he's like, I don't really know about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, wouldn't you think? They're obviously retesting guys. Yes. I mean, they're, they're retesting every test right now to make absolutely sure, does anyone else have this? So just looking here for timing, it's uh, apparently all over the place. When Jonathan Marcia was placed on the COVID list, uh, that happened at 8.22 a.m., uh, but yesterday when Michael Amadio was placed on the list, it happened at uh, 12.01, so just after noon. So I guess it's a matter of getting the test back. But right. when you Listen, when you have three positive tests over, what, four days, five days or something like that, you, you're, you've got you're a problem. Worried. Yeah, there's, there's worried. a potential there that it's very bad. And you look, the NHL, the Ottawa Senators – they they're suspended for at least uh, what three more days I mm-hmm. think because they had ten players that were placed on the COVID list and this is how you get to ten you have one and then two and then three and if it keeps going that way the Golden Knights could very easily be at ten guys testing positive and ending up with games being suspended so I'll be curious I don't know that we'll really find anything out until after the game maybe I mean I guess they'll have to tell us if somebody is on the COVID list. Like if they have a fourth player that tests positive or more than that. But if nobody else tests positive, we won't hear anything from the team until after the game tonight, kind of about what's going on. You're basically looking at 36 hours here of the Golden Knights not having, you know, not saying anything about what's happening. Repeat those times again. Uh, Amadio was noon. Was noon and March or so 822 a.m. when they announced he was on the COVID list. So I assume some of that's just when they get the test right. back, uh, but not not for sure, but we should, based on that, we should presumably know around noon, if not earlier, if not during our show, if somebody right. else if tested someone else positive, tested positive, they will, I assume they'll tell us that they tested positive. Well, don't they have or, to go on the list? Or that they're on the COVID they list. I guess list. technically we don't know that these guys have tested positive, though I think that's no, a safe assumption. I think it's a safe assumption. Um, which is, you know, again, the issue here for the Golden Knights is that if you have multiple people testing positive, how big of a problem do you end up having? Uh, and you know, we there are multiple players across the league that are on the COVID list right now. It's not the gold, not just the Golden Knights and the Ottawa Senators. The Senators, though, are the worst case at the moment. Who had ten players, and I think it was one coach, and they had to basically shut down their season for a week or so to try to get it under control. We'll see if they do that anymore. But it'll be interesting what the NHL does with Ottawa and making those games up because they're going to have to basically slot them in to parts of the season they probably didn't want to. 
We saw them last year. They were very, very flexible. Uh, but the schedule this you have the year. Olympic, you have the Olympic break this year. Yeah, but the schedule this year, it's different because of the Olympic break. But also, you play everybody. It's not the division-only alignment. So moving certain games around, you could have a ripple effect that affects the whole league. So finding the right times to play those games could be a lot more difficult, especially if they get up more than one team. Like if it's just Ottawa and it's just a handful of games they got to figure out what to do with, that's probably fine. But if, you know, if the Golden Knights become team number two that has to be shut down for a week or so, then all of a sudden the NHL is going to have a massive scheduling problem on their hands. I'll say this because I love the emails I get from non-vaxxers after we support the vaccination on the show. I get emails. Oh, you should see the emails. It's it's wonderful. But Robin Leonard was very close to Jonathan Marshall. He tested negative. And he has tested negative. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just saying. <laughs> Go ahead with the emails. You should see them. Oh, it's great. Best part of the day is Best part of the emails. day is reading my yeah. emails, man. Yeah. Oh, man. If, if any of them were, uh, you know, arable within community standards, <laughs> I would have our voice guy read, oh, do a yeah. dramatic There's reading something. No chance we could put those out there. Now, let's assume the Golden Knights play for a minute. Let's assume they only have three players. There's no other COVID issues. It's just these three. They get through it, and they're fine. They claimed a guy named Adam Brooks off waivers yesterday. Uh, he got waived by the Canadians. This is after he got waived by the Maple Leafs to start the season, and the Canadians claimed him. So he's now been waived twice and claimed twice. So he's pretty good. Uh, he has played 22 career games in the NHL. He has scored five goals. His last full season in the AHL, because he's bounced up and down the last couple of years, but his last full season in the AHL, he did have 21 goals and 19 assists in 61 games. Uh, play center, presumably can play wing as well. Uh, but right now, the Golden Knights center depth is Chandler Stevenson, Nick Waugh, Jake Lishison, Brett Howden, and then Keegan yeah, he Colasar. scored. Colasar, can, you are all about Brett Howden's goal. <laughs> yes. What a great goal that was. <laughs> I have mentioned him twice the last two yes. days and both times. Hey, hey, that I, guy scored that a guy goal. Scored. I need Cotter to score so that I can go welcome back. <laughs> he play did. The, play the theme song? No, I mean, I need him to score again. <laughs> Um, I listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know anything about Adam Brooks, but I also, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Jake Lashison or Brett Howden or some great players. I, I assume Brett Howden's here because, Hey, that guy can play center and they, <laughs> I know nothing about they, Adam Brooks. They need guys that can play center is my assumption here. I'll also say right now for the golden Knights with all their injuries, they should probably claim like everyone off waivers and then just take shots with guys. Right. And if they don't work out, you you can just wave them right. yourself, and then they're gone. Yes, so like, as we saw with Adam Brooks. Right. And so, I mean, yeah, you know, give the Jake Lashizans and the Jonas Ronbergs and the Paul Cotters, sure, give them a chance. But, like, if there's a guy that gets waived that's got anything in terms of a decent NHL pass or, or resume, they should be claiming a lot of guys. And they, they have. They've claimed two guys. Maybe yes. Is it three now? They've, play, they've claimed a lot of guys already, but they should be because – in in reality, hopefully for the Golden Knights, their reality is all these guys are going to come back at some point. So in reality, they've just got to survive for another month, two months, whatever it ends up being here with all these injuries. And if you can, you know, claim a guy, play him for a month, and then say, thank you so much for helping us out. Jack Eichel's back, so we're waving <laughs> you. Like, that's what Listen. you do. That'd be a great to that'd be a great meeting. Listen, Adam, uh, you did a great job for us. There's this guy Jack. Uh, his neck is feeling better. We're gonna bring him in. Thanks. It was a gr thanks for your time and your effort. Thanks for the 17 games. Yes, 
He scored we, a goal. But we traded away a lot for this Jack Eichel guy. And now we're going we're to play him. him. We're going to play him. But that's basically, I mean, strategy-wise, if you're the Golden Knights, claiming I mean, you have nothing to lose right. except more games. Claiming guys off waivers, doesn't. It, it, they should be doing it because yeah. you're not, again, you're bumping Paul Cotter out of the lineup. You're hey. bumping Jake LeShizen out of the lineup. You're not... You're not claiming guys and then bumping out decent players. You're bumping out guys that they probably never intended playing a second for them at the NHL this year or maybe ever. So claim guys and hey, if Ad, listen, if Adam Brooks is is better than Jake Lashison, play him. Awesome. You might have a better chance to win some games. And hell, if they're good enough, you might say, well, this guy's sticking around even in when Jack Eichel's back. Can we get an update on how angry you are that there have there needed to be oh a de- defenseman called up? And oh yeah, you had to tweet yesterday with the uh, salary cap numbers. The long term, there's three the guys on long term. The long term IR: Patchetti, Eichel, and Jake Bischoff. Yeah. Okay. What's Jake Bischoff got? We don't know. They never disclosed <laughs> it. Um, Upper or lower body? <laughs> but I assume really bad because he's been out for almost a full year now. So here's the annoying thing. Jake Bischoff for two seasons was like the next defenseman in line, right? And he got to play four games when they had like an injury, right? When Gerard Gallant was here. But other than that, the Golden Knights defensemen were unbelievably healthy. Like nobody got, well, I guess Alec Martinez got hurt, but he just played through it. But like (laughs) nobody got hurt. They just, everybody was healthy. So it was like Jake Bischoff was always like, oh, he's the next guy. But he never, he never really got the chance because nobody got hurt. The one year when the Golden Knights are just dropping, of course, Jake Bischoff is out and injured. If Jake Bischoff was healthy, dude would have played like 17 straight games. <laughs> they would have gone, you ever try center? Yeah. He, would, he might be their leading hey, Johnny Merrill was a forward. Right. He would, he would be a no-doubter in the lineup every night because you see who's in the lineup every night. <sighs> and, of course, he's out and, like, some significant injury that he's just gone forever. It's so brutal. Unbelievable. This was his chance. This was your chance. This is everybody's Never chance. Never mind, yeah. mind his chance. This was your chance. The one the one position they've been healthy at is what? Goalie? And so That's literally, it? Yeah, literally Logan Thompson is sitting at Anderson going, <laughs> yeah. I don't know any of the people in playing in front of me. <laughs> the one shot he had and the two goalies are healthy. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I am very disappointed. The timing of these injuries was perfect uh. for Jake Bischoff to get a lot of time. But he also is one of these injuries. We have to wait to see because you never want to jump to conclusions. But I'm disappointed, Millsy. Yeah, where the hell is? I mean, it's just and it went straight to yeah. voicemail. So we can't, so you know, can't make a judgment. Don't I know texted what him too, and he didn't respond. So we feel we're gonna feel bad if they're. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what I said. We can't make a judgment because who knows what happened? But I can make a if judgment. it's just him sleeping or being mad that there's no media availability. And he can't go in the room and ask questions, then we've got a problem. Answer the phone, Darren. All right, here we go. We got two tickets to go see Enchant Christmas. Step into Enchant, the world's most magical light maze experience filled with holiday light displays up to 100 feet tall. It runs November 26th through January 2nd at Las Vegas Ballpark. Tickets are on sale now at EnchantChristmas.com. But you can win a pair right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702 702- Three six four eleven hundred is the phone number. We will take caller number three. I'm curious if, if you had any regret for going to the Halloween party unmasked, giving your vaccination status, and if you thought that might be where you contracted COVID. I don't believe that was where I contracted COVID, no. And I tested negative that morning. 
And that's all I'm going to say about that. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Jared is dancing to the his own music he's playing for the rejoin. He thinks he's a <laughs> uh, DJ. It's okay. It's not hard to be a DJ. Who won the tickets to go into Enchant? Brandon, you wrote it on the whiteboard. Yep. Be helpful if I looked at that before the break, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, also, it'd be helpful if it wasn't filled with just gibberish. Nah, I don't know whose handwriting that is on our whiteboard, but it is not good. I don't have good handwriting, but I cannot read any of that. No. I go out of my way. To like try to do like block capitals because <laughs> my handwriting's so bad. I can read yours. I can read Brandon up there. Congratulations, Brandon. Uh, we are also going to have tickets to UCLA Gonzaga coming up uh, later in the show. Oh, Ed's excited. Ed's going to try to win <laughs> tickets to UCLA Gonzaga. I have called before and made Jared very mad when he answered the phone. Said hello. <laughs> um, all right. I have a question for you. MLB free agency. Does it seem like the Yankees get mentioned as interested in every Absolutely. single player? They got the money. Well, especially when Hal Steinbrenner says we are interested in every single player. <laughs> so, like, there's a tweet right now. John Heyman just said, the Starling Marte market is very hot. So he could be that rare star player who signs a big multi-year deal in November. Uh, Phillies, Yankees, Mets, Astros, Rangers, Marlins, and many others. Oh, in. Everyone who could afford him. Apparently, the Yankees are just after everyone. Hold on. I think I have an important update. Uh-oh. Darren Millard. Sorry. Oh, that's it. That's it. No, no, no. That's it. No, okay. well, that was a dramatic pause. Was at the dentist. They took me early. Okay. Sorry. Wait, wait. Ask if what? he's ask if he's had Novocaine because I may need to call him. At, we may, yes. may need to call him at nine forty five. Yes. And well, no, that's too late. It if may he's have being off. driven somewhere right now and he's like passed out in a passenger seat, we need to call him right now <laughs> and have him talk. Gauze out of his mouth. That would be awesome. Oh man, give him a call. Hello, hello. Oh, uh, so, yeah. well, I think he did it today because obviously no media availability. He doesn't have to answer. He doesn't have to ask questions. He's supposed to answer our questions. That's true. <laughs> well, we, still we still don't know if he'd be talking tonight. They tests aren't back yet. They took him early. What kind of a weird excuse no, is Darren that? Millard. Of course they took him early. How early Mr. did he Millard? show up? Watch every night. He should have been... What? All, all, all I know is that every time I've been to the dentist since the pandemic start, started is I'm sitting in my car waiting for somebody to come out, take my temperature, <laughs> and then be like, all right, in about five minutes, come walk in the yeah. building. Yeah, and so show you just sort of show up in the general time frame. Unbelievable. But anyways, back on the Yankees. Um, I very much enjoyed this yesterday. Uh, Hal Steinbrenner talking about the Yankees, and he said this about Carlos Correa. He's obviously a great talent. And look, I think, hopefully, most people have moved on from that. We know what that means. I mean, I think it's only healthy to move on from things like that instead of stewing on it year after year. I love the Yankees having to like turn their entire opinion on Carlos Correa because he's the best free agent on the market. Because they want to sign, sign him. him. I can't get enough of it. The fan base and the team that chanted bleep Altuve and bleep Correa for an entire season during games in which the Astros weren't even playing. 
that ha- the Knicks fans during a playoff game against the Hawks were chanting bleep Altuve. And now they have to be like, well, we're over it now because we're signing Carlos Correa. Will Carlos Correa sign if it's the most money with the yes. Yankees? He won't care yes. about that. He won't yes. care. Well, maybe because he'll know they'll love him anyway. Yes. But I cannot get enough of Yankees fans. I'm like, well, you know, the well, guy's it's, okay. It's about winning. Aaron Boone yesterday or two days ago was talking about it and was complimenting Carlos Correa on how great of a leader he's been with the Astros. <laughs> Boy, they are absolutely turning it on. Oh, my God. I do love that the Mets basically are in in the same mode of, we will spend money. No one seems to want to be our general manager. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Yankees are like, hey, you know that guy we all hate? He's great. I mean, if he held out for the best offer, and let's say Seager went to the Phillies early, I'd welcome him too as an Astro. And I'm a Dodger fan. Yeah, you've already told us that. Yeah, and that's fine. What do I care? But you've also you've also told us multiple times that you're like over it. Like you don't. Yes, yes. You're not not walking. I'm not Yankee fan. Continuing to worry about it. Yeah, you haven't walked in here fuming about Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve and the fact that they whatever one game made the made the World Series. Like maybe you're hiding it deep down, but you seem to be over it. I'm over it. Well, also, he, the very first thing when we very like the first time we talked about this trash can thing coming out was him going, "Yeah, I used to teach my girls on yes. second place." Well, yes, I, exactly. yes, we had signals at second, and yes. whether it was fastball or curve coming. Yeah, so I I assume you're not at your house cursing about Altuve and no, Correa like no. Yankees fans no. have been for the cursing about the Dodgers. Year. I don't care about Altuve right. and Correa unless they're on the Dodgers. So you you have a level of consistency here where it's like, yeah, whatever. Like right. it's fine and that guy's good. So we got ours. <laughs> Whereas Yankees fans have been losing their minds to for day. two years and now all of a sudden it's well right. did you see how great of a leader that guy was? Boone's, he's lathering it on a little bit. I mean, if Steinbrenner says he's a great talent, well, yeah, everybody knows that. But for Boone to say, what a leader, after two years of just ripping these guys for cheating. Because you know why Carlos Correa is considered a great leader about it? Because he's been the one one that's come out and said, yeah, bleep off, get over it. Like he told Cody Bellinger to play. The reason he's a leader is because he basically stuck his middle fingers up to the rest of the league and said, yeah, whatever. We cheated. We're still good. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. And now, every, and that's why everybody's hated uh, Carlos Correa so much. Like, Altuve's gotten the most hate because he's, like, you know, the best player on the team has been the face of the franchise. Correa's gotten the second most hate because he leaned into it. Because he said, yeah, you hate me and I love it. Like, Alex Bregman doesn't get as much hate because Bregman hasn't said anything. He hasn't anything. said anything. George Springer didn't get they as much hate. They don't say much. They don't say anything. much. Correa leaned into it and was like, right. yes, you hate me, and it's awesome. Right. And now Yankees fans are like, well. We love you. You were a great leader <laughs> yes. of that team that we've hated. <laughs> we despise them, but you led them so well.